Are you a competitive teacher? Do you want to be the best you can be? Or are you just here for the ride? To make a little music along the way? Well, if you don't know, let's tune into this episode. On episode six, we talk about all the things that drive us to make music and why, and just delve into the why of what we teach on the next episode of Noted. Welcome to episode six of Noted. I'm your host, Jamison McCafty. I am director of choirs at Round Rock High School and director of music ministry, assistant director of music ministry at Bethany I Methodist Church here in Austin, Texas. And today we're going to be talking about why why we teach, why we do what we do. Um, so as we've uh, kind of the episodes we've talked about uh, so far, we've talked about strategic planning and, and having a plan for what you're teaching. Um, and then, you know, kind of a core, two episodes on kind of curriculum. Uh, so sight reading, uh, literacy, teaching your kids to be able to read music and, and, and effectively um, sight read, uh, being able to read uh know, in a, in a general ed classroom, students have to be able to read sentences, read books, uh, same in a music classroom. <clears throat> and music is such a foreign language uh, tied into uh, all the things that we do. And then also how to prick uh, appropriate literature using uh, the TMA invited choirs as the uh, example. So now, I, you know, I want to delve into this week kind of talking about uh, why we do what we do. Um, it is such a um, important time of the year as we're gearing up for festival season, uh, evaluations, um, and a lot of contests. And so um, some there, there are differing opinions on what our primary goals should be and, and what we should be doing. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, I want to talk first, start with there are... Um, three kind of main kind of contest ideas that we uh, deal with in the music world, uh, choral music world in the state of Texas. Um, and the, these are also, they kind of apply to band and orchestra. Uh, band has one more facet on top of that as well. But <clears throat> the first one uh, that occurs in the fall is our Team EA, uh all-state, all-region uh, ensemble uh, uh, process. Uh, and each division kind of has their own process and their own way of doing things. In the choral world, uh, we start uh, in September. Uh, some, some, some regions, every region kind of gets to dictate when their process starts. Um, but it starts in the fall. Uh, and across the state of Texas, we have, we're broken up into... Uh, 33 regions um, and uh, eight areas um, across the state, uh, and we're given a packet of music, um, and we uh, and inside that music we get to as a region select which pieces will be for uh, audition for region rounds, uh, district region, uh, the first rounds, and then when we all get to uh, pre get to the area round in January. Um, then, uh, 
the state prescribes what literature uh, from the packet we'll be auditioning uh, to find out who makes the Texas All-State Choir. And so um, the state gives us a TMEA, uh, and the state gives us a lot of local control over those early rounds, uh, what we're auditioning, um, and... Uh, how many we take to each um, audition um, or into each choir and through advancing through each audition level. Um, and so, um, but all that being said, about uh, 14,000 uh, students across 10 to 14,000, I think it's about 14,000 this last year, uh, start the process and um, start at the beginning of the school year. And we whittle it down uh, all the way till we get to the All-State Choirs. Um, and there's about 300 in the All-State Mixed Choir, another uh, 200 in the All-State Treble Choir, another about almost 200 in the All-State Men's Choir. Uh, and then there's the Small School Mixed Choir as well, 4A and lower uh, divisions. Um, and so uh, in Region 26, we start with a district round where we advance... Uh, this last year we advanced to the top uh, 36 um, to round two um, from district to region round. Um, and if your, re if your section did not ha have the minimum of 36, uh, they auto-advanced and went straight to the region round without auditioning. Uh, and then uh, at that round, if you were in the top 36 in the treble room, soprano and alto, uh, you are automatically in one of our two region choirs. Uh, we have a region mixed choir and a region treble choir. And then uh, at round two, the top uh, 12 uh, advance to pre-area, which is round three, um, and make the mixed choir. Uh, and then the next... Uh, in the treble sections, the next how uh, till 36 make the region treble choir. Uh, at pre area, the top five uh, advance to area, and uh, this is the first time that uh, at area will have be in uh, meeting other students from across the state. Uh, and then at area, every area has their own apportionment to what makes the All-State Mixed Choir region. Area D, which is what Region 26 is a part of, the top three in each section make the Region Mixed Choir. Uh, and then in the treble sections, the next five uh, through Chair 8 make the Region Treble Choir, uh, All-State Treble Choir. And then um, Chairs one, uh, 4 through 7 make the All-State Men's Choir, uh, our tenor bass choir. So... Um, and again, we get to kind of prescribe. And so the region chair, which I have served this last year as, uh, picks cuts from the music uh, at each round. Uh, and it's just a section of the music, and we splice it together. Uh, the student walks in. They audition as a soloist for a choir. So that's the big thing, a soloist for a choir. So, uh, and we completed, that process was completed in January, and the culmination of that event was TMEA last week. Uh, at or the week before last at in San Antonio with the All-State um, Choral Concerts. Um, orchestra has a process where they, um, they do live auditions for um, their region, and then they do a taped audition for All-State, uh, and they pick the best players from across the state to be in the All-State orchestras. Uh, band starts in uh, December after... Um, after marching band seasoning is, is complete. And then they, um, 
And then after marching band is complete, they do their, their kind of phase one, phase two, round one, round two, uh, in one weekend. Uh, and then they come up to, uh, wherever their area is in, um, January, same weekend that the area vocal auditions are, uh, and just find out if they made Allstate or not. And then they have one additional audition after that that decides which band, which chair seating they're in. So that's kind of a individual audition for to make an ensemble. So that is one, one level of contest that we have in our uh, curriculum. Um, and then we have a uh, solo contest that uh, for Region 26, we just finished ours this last week uh, and saw lots of success across the region. Um, Round Rock High School saw uh, lots of success. We had 60 singers and 41 uh, received a first division rating uh, and superior rating and received a medal. Um, and we're really, really proud of those students. Um, but, you know, um, their voice teachers have a lot of that work um, and do a lot of most of that work and heavy lifting on that and teaching them. So um, but they learn a song off a prescribed list. Uh, the PML, the UIL prescribed music list, uh, and they um, prepare that solo and they sing it for a judge live and in person. Whereas TMEA is a blind audition um, for a panel of judges. Uh, UIL is uh, UIL solo and ensemble is uh, the soloist or the ensemble will perform for a judge in person. Uh, there's no partition. There's no blind. Uh, aspect to that. Um, so their perform full performance is on display. Um, and so, uh, and then if they did a class one solo, which are the harder, uh, rated solos according, according to the prescribed music list, um, then they, um, can qualify and they get a soul superior rating on that. They can qualify for state solo ensemble, which is later in the year, uh, at an over Memorial day weekend here in the Austin area. Uh, it used to be solely at the university of Texas. Um, and, uh, but has expanded as university of Texas has gone on transformations and we've kind of spread the wealth with who's hosting it. Um, so this is a solo contest. Um, complete solo and uh has nothing to do with the core really the choral classroom uh and band and orchestra that there's is the same uh content um and then uh the last kind of contest season is our ensemble uh and so uh the first kind of tier of that is uil uh uil is our uh, university interscholastic league uh, for those who are outside of the state of Texas. Um, and uh, the University of Interscholastic League kind of oversees all competition in, inside um, the state of Texas, whether it's academic or sports or music. Um, the, what, you know, ready writing or uh, speech and debate, one-act play, those are all governed by the UIL. And... Um, they have all sorts of rules and a large constitu uh, constitution that uh, oversees all of our rules um, and the C CNCR. Um, and so um, if you haven't read the CNCR, it is a barn burner, I tell you what. Um, but you do need to make sure you know, understand, and know for the new teachers out there, make sure you've read your section of the CNCR um, because there are rules on in there that you may not even realize. And so... Um, 
having grown up in the system, I grew up in the state of Texas, uh, in the Dallas area, Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, when I started teaching, there were parts of the CNCR that I didn't even realize existed. Um, and so knowing the CNCR is important. Um, so, um, so yeah, then moving forward, we have, uh, oh, and so the concert site reading, um, so we go to, we prepare our ensemble and, uh, we have a, uh, three song program, um, that has to follow guidelines. Um, we have, uh, two songs, they have to follow, uh, off the prescribed music list again, uh, as a six, a varsity school, varsity ensemble, uh, they have to do at least one grade five. Um, at least one grade four, and then you can choose a piece for your third piece. Um, and then one of those three pieces has to be a cappella. Um, for my varsity mixed ensemble, I do two, I do essentially three grade fives. Um, and, uh, they're all a cappella because I also prepare for another festival that I'll discuss here in a minute. Um, but, uh, you know, the prescribed music list is there to help you as a director understand, uh, how to pick literature. And that's kind of going to what we talked about last time, picking appropriate literature for your ensemble. So then as, um, we, uh, so you go, you perform that for a panel of three judges and three judges have a rubric that they are basing you on, um, and, rating you you on and giving you feedback um i one is a superior rating a two is excellent rating three is good four is fair and five is poor those are the descriptors underneath on the rubric and um as you prepare the ensemble um you're you're hopefully preparing all sorts of levels of t- good tone musicality um and musicianship um and so after you perform on stage, you then um, go to a sight reading room uh, and you are given a new piece of music to sight read uh, for the first time. And each division, band, choir, and orchestra, they have different rules. Uh, and we're in the process of uh, kind of revamping the rules for sight reading room. Uh, band and orchestra have piloted it and are now uh, unveiling the full new um, process, um, where they rehearse for, um, they get to actually rehearse for a set number of minutes and then they perform the piece for the panel of judges. Uh, choir has, um, kind of, uh, pushed back on the process, uh, as it was unveiled to us, um, and have not approved a new process, um, for many reasons that I won't go into right here. Um, that's for another discussion for another episode. Um, but, uh, our current process is we have six minute study period inside that six minutes. We are not allowed to sing. Uh, we can chant, we can audiate, we can discuss the music. Um, but you cannot sing the music. Uh, you can chant in rhythm. You, uh, using your preferred method of sight reading, we use solfege. Um, and so, our job as an ed- my job as an educator is to teach my kids to be able to audiate so they can hear that pitch in their head and understand the direction of the notes uh, and under- getting everything but the rhythm um, in that six minutes. Then we sing it um, at the end of the six minutes. Um, 
a tonic triad can be played. We sing, we get in our key, uh, and then we sing the sight reading piece. Uh, and then we have an additional two minute study period to go back and discuss anything that we may or may not have gotten wrong, uh, anything we can improve upon. Again, not not singing, um, but chanting, um, discussion, audiation, those things. And then you perform it again. Uh, the judges then uh, rate this rate the the example um, based on. Um, based on the same same rubric, um, one being superior, uh, two being excellent, three being fair, uh, so on and so forth. So the rating system, then uh, if you get uh, primary um, out of the three judges, you get a mostly a score of a one, you get a sweepstakes award or a contest award, uh, if you, or if you, you get a contest, concert or sight reading award, if you get concert and sight reading awards in both, for both, you get what's called a sweepstakes, uh, and so a lot of a lot of schools, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on receiving the sweepstakes. So that is the first level of ensemble contest. The second level of contest uh, is festivals. Uh, spring is a big time for festivals, um, and. One of the first major ones that uh, got kicked off this last weekend was the American Classics uh, Madrigal and Chamber Festival um, in North Texas. Um, and uh, we saw lots of wonderful choirs, or they saw lots of wonderful choirs. I, I saw some video clips online uh, and had several friends who were performing up there. Um, and this is very similar to um, concert sight reading, except it's just concert. Uh, and after you perform... You get a clinic with another uh, another director, another collegiate director, um, but you the the three judge panel not only is giving you a rating, they are also ranking these ensembles. So it is no longer just a rating against a rubric; it is uh, you are also competing against the other choirs. And then uh, there we have here in two weeks um, coming up, we have the San Antonio Chamber Magical Festival um, in obviously San Antonio. Um, and then as we move further into the spring, there are lots of different festivals all throughout the spring. We have uh, Director's Choice has festivals. American Classics have had their festivals every pretty much every weekend. I think uh, Spring in the Park, um, uh, uh, which is the Winter Park Music Festivals, uh, they have festivals. Um, there, there's, there's a choral music festival pretty much every weekend of April, in May, uh, somewhere in the state of Texas, where, and it's usually tied to a theme park, uh, whether it's Six Flags or Fiesta Texas or uh, Kalahari, or um, which is our a new uh, resort here in Austin, Round Rock area, or uh, Houston area, going down to Kima, um, South Padre with new, uh, with um, Schlitterbahn. Uh, so there, there's there's tons of festivals, uh, and they're all that same kind of thing, where you are, you perform, you get a rating trophy, uh, and then you're competing inside your class, and then the the best of class compete for uh, grand champion, um, and so, um, lots of like internal competition. So that brings us to the major question: Is competition good for? Choral, choral singing for ensembles. Um, 
And so that is a philosophical question that uh, permeates through lots of um, lots of our world. Um, there are some directors who believe that uh, competition is good. I am one of those. Um, I think competition drives uh, students for success. Uh, students, teenagers, ultimately want to be able to be competitive. Um, it is a it is an outward goal that is tangible that you can see, and the success is no longer so. It, while it's still subjective, uh, winning a trophy uh, gives you a chance to grab hold something that shows what uh, your work is whenever you're making music, which is not always a tangible aspect. Um, but in that same vein, there are a lot of directors who can't stand contests. They, they can't stand the, um, the competitive nature that, uh, some directors bring the win at all costs mentality. Um, which I agree as well is toxic. Um, our world can be very, very toxic. So that brings it that in tying to that, um, the band world has an additional contest that the choir and orchestra world don't have. And that is the state marching contest. Um, and, and the bands of America, uh, marching contest. So in the marching world in the fall, um, they compete pretty much every weekend of October and November, uh, in various marching contests that competing on who's going to be the best marching band. And it's become an arms race who has the most money and the most resources to funnel into these elaborate show marching shows, uh, eight to 10 minutes of just for some schools, just absolutely absurdity. Um, there, I mean, fabulous musicianship and lots of visual stunning aspects, but I mean, it's absurd. I watched uh, C.T. Johnson last year's uh, show, The Yin and Yang. I mean, I saw it, I saw it at Area D marching contests, and uh, my fire instructor says, get a load of this. I've watched it six times, and I still haven't seen it all. Um, and it was, you just, it was just, you couldn't tell. I couldn't, I didn't know what to look at. It was just so much going on. Um, visually stunning show. I mean, just stunning. But again, I just didn't know what to look at because there was just so much going on. Um, and so all that to be said, why do we do what we do? That's a big question. Uh, and I was saying to my students this week, um, as we're preparing for UIL, uh, we go to UIL on March 6, 7, and 8. Uh, we are one of the first UIL contests of uh, the year. It's very early for a lot of schools. But we've chosen to go to, U, uh, to UIL early so that we can still have spring full spring concerts. And uh, as testing season has taken over uh, a lot of campuses. Um, and so it's... It's really hard to un to put into words that um, you can still be competitive and want to be the best and not necessarily worry about everybody else. 
a good friend, uh, Nick Lykos, who is the head director at Cypher High School in Houston area. Uh, he put a post up uh, on Facebook, and he's gotten a lot of comments on it, and people shared. Um, but I, I want to use his what he says here, um, because I think he, he encapsulates it. And I, I, I've known Nick for a long time. And uh, him and his wife are just fabulous. His wife is a middle school choir director in KDISD, Kristen Lykos. Um, and they are just two, one, fabulous human beings. Um, they, um, they have a beautiful family and they care about people. Um, and they care about their students. And that's ultimately their first goal at all times. Um, is to care about other people. Uh, And so what Nick says on Facebook, he says, I think the best advice I can give choral directors during this quote-unquote competitive choral season is to keep making it about the music and the students you are teaching. Don't worry about what others are doing. It truly doesn't matter. It's just noise. Pause. And then he says, keep striving to build relationships with students in front of you every day. Keep striving to make the best music possible within the confines of your situation. Keep striving to get better as a musician. Keep striving to pick yourself up when you fail and when you fall. Lean on others to help you. Keep striving to get better as a mentor to young people. Keep striving to truly appreciate the gift of music making. Keep striving to find joy in the journey. You and your students and the music will never be a finished product. And, and I, th- I don't think there's a better way to say it. Being competitive allows the students to have that tangible goal, something to constantly work on, constantly to improve upon. They can listen to a recording and try to sound better. And knowing that they're going to a contest where being the better matters helps them drive them to give them that extrinsic motivation where not all of your students are intrinsically motivated to be that to that level some are those are your future music educators those future performers um, but not all of some are there to to just sing and make music But as we, as educators, we have to do our job and understand our why. And so I said to my students this week, whatever we're doing, we have to understand the why. And you have to know your why, because if you don't know your why, you don't know who you are. And if you do know your why, but you've lost your why, you've lost who you are. So it's important to understand the why. Why do we do all these contests? Why do we, what are we preparing for? So, um, at University of Texas, Bob Duke, um, Dr. Robert Duke, uh, head of uh, music and human learning uh, at the uh, Butler School of Music, he uh, always told us uh, we are teaching to transfer. Uh, We are teaching our students not just the musicianship skills, but also life skills and teaching them to transfer to the real world. 
you want to let your students be able to function without you there. So if you're not, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, if you're not in, if you're not collecting data to assess your students and assess yourself as a music educator or as an educator in general, then how can you improve the process? How can you improve the product and help your students become the best version of yourself of themselves? So we, I use in my curriculum, in my classroom, I use these competitions, these benchmarks as the motivator, as the extrinsic motivator to help my students improve musically, to help craft the music to be the best it can be. Because in the world I grew up in, my cl- I was in a competitive classroom. Our director always made everything a game, a competition. Um, I mean, we did a uh, canned food drive, and it was a competition amongst the sections. Um, we had games once a month where we were always competing against each other in fun, but it helped us bond together and become more of a team So that when we were on stage performing together, we were truly performing together. Um, We made the leap in 2019, really 2018, but uh, first time we went to the Chamber of Magical Festivals in 2019. And what I witnessed there, I cannot put into words. I've been told about this contest um, that it was the best of the best, the elite of the elite in choral ensembles. And that the level of musicianship was insane. Um, And so when I stepped into that world, I was not prepared for what I was about to hear and witness. But what I did witness was my students seeing what could be done and asking themselves and me, how do we do that? And their drive for excellence went into overdrive. I've watched my students as we have increased the level of um, competition at in the team EA process. I watch my students strive more and more to be more successful in that process. So students who didn't even realize they wanted to or could get past the first round make it to Allstate and find using the extrinsic motivation that I've given them, helping them develop an intrinsic motivator inside them that they want to then go practice to be better. Um, 
So all that to be said, there's lots of competition out there. Um, and what Nick said, it is just noise. I tell my students on a daily basis, you know I'm a competitive person and you know I want to win. Um, that's just who I am. It's who I grew up, it's grew up as. I grew up in a um, competitive family that, um, and we weren't competing for things, but we just, we did competitions. We did sailboat racing. My brother was a national champion speech and debater uh, in college and in high school. Um, you know, we played sports. Um, we we did competition stuff, whether we were good at it or not. But it was a way to bond with those around us. And we use that as our goal, as our target of what we're focusing on. But all the people who are not being supportive um, or who are keeping track, it's all just noise. What you need to ask yourself is, and you, what you need to ask your students is, are you proud of your product? Um, I've had teachers ask me, what happens if I get, don't get straight ones? Nothing. You don't get straight ones. I've gotten years where I didn't get straight ones with every choir. I've gotten, I've gotten threes. What happened? Nothing. I had comments. I had data to then go and improve not only myself, my students, our process, and how to get better. How to become a better educator how to become a better musician, how to help my students look at adversity and find resiliency and become a better person. That's what matters. I tell my students, are you proud of that product? And if they say no, I ask them, how do we make it better and into something that you are proud of? That is what we need to be doing. That needs to be our why. The competition is just the tool. Competition is a great tool. It is not the end-all, be-all. We shouldn't be lying, cheating, borrowing, stealing, begging to win a contest. You should be going to make music in this world. You should be going to play the game for the love of the game. If you win, that's a cherry on top. The other part of this Chamber Magical Festival that I have witnessed and I, I love is the relationships that I have built with directors who are there, but also the kids, the relationships they have built with other schools and other members. Um, they get to go to these contests. They get to go to these, these uh, events and see their friends and they support each other. It's a community that we live in. Um, and it is such a glorious community. I have friends and colleagues that are like, you know so many people. And I'm like, I don't really know that many people. But all the people I do know, it's through the relationships I built through going to a contest and just having a conversation. Finding ways to get better, asking them, hey, how did you do that? What was that piece, and what did you find good about that? Um, you have some really awesome tenors. How did you develop those tenors? 
my best friends in the world or choir directors that I met through these processes. So block out the noise. Stay on target. What Nick says, keep striving to build relationships. Keep striving to make the best music possible within the confines of your situation. Keep striving to get better as a musician. Pick yourself up when you fall. Lean on others to help you. Do not be afraid to ask for help. There are so many directors, myself included, that are willing and wanting to help and give you advice, uh, give you a helping hand, clinic your choir. Um, We're here to help because we've fallen too. And someone was there to help us up. Be a mentor to young people, not just students. Truly appreciate the gift that we get to do every single day. There's joy in this journey. Enjoy making the music. Enjoy the relationships. This should be our why. This is why we fight. This is why we make music. In the uh, miniseries Band of Brothers, one of the most impactful episodes was the episode Why We Fight. And that was the episode where the, uh, the Band of Brothers, Easy Company, came across their first concentration camp. Now, I'm not comparing singing at contests to a concentration camp. Nope. But not everyone had heard the atrocities that were going on during World War II. And when they, when they came across that, they truly realized what they were fighting this war for. And the way that Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg put that onto the screen using music and the actors, the artistry that was put there really drove home what they experienced on that front. So, you need to find your why and understand your why. Why do you fight? Why do you teach? Don't lose yourself in the why. Find joy in the journey. Well, that will do it for 
episode five, I believe I've said multiple times in this episode, episode six, it's actually episode five, uh, my service keeps calling it episode six because we have the trailer in there as well. Uh, I want to say thank you to all those who have tuned in. Uh, make sure you've liked and subscribed and leave a comment. Uh, I'd love to hear back from you guys uh, and what you want to hear about. Um, and uh, so leave a comment. If you uh, want to support us, you uh, can find the link in the description uh, for uh, supporters. Um, you know, I'm not doing this for any kind of money, um, but if you would like to support uh, support uh, noted, uh, you can. Um, this is this is just something uh, that I have had on my heart and our, my mind for a long time to begin sharing uh, my thoughts uh, with the world. So uh, thank you for listening and tuning in and hearing my ramblings on a weekly basis. Um, and as we enter this competitive season uh, of the of the world uh, of the choral music world, good luck. Um, help your students uh, achieve. Uh, high levels of musicianship. Uh, I hope that you uh, learn and you become a better teacher through this process because I promise you every year I enter this process, uh, I become a better teacher and I reflect on what I did to lead to the success we had or the failure that we had. Um, So um, good luck and enjoy. Uh, and again, don't forget to like and subscribe and share out. If you know someone that would like to hear this, uh, share it with them. And for everybody who is a part of this and a part of this journey, I'm James McCafty and this is Noted.